So obviously hair salons and barbershops and all that, they're not open right now, right? And my hair's getting a little ridiculous, right? It's pretty pretty fucking long under here, like pretty bad. There's a lot of flow. Not looking great. Not great. And if you're not on video, sorry, but uh not great. So I need a haircut. And like there's not much you can do at home to make my hair look good. Because like I like my hair a specific way, but I'm looking and I've got a lot of inspiration, I'd say, from some uh, guys in the league, across the league. And uh, if I decided I was going to mimic a hairstyle, do you think I'd look better with, like, the Lourdes look or the uh, Francisco Lindor look? <laughs> I think I'd much rather you in the Lourdes look. Right. I don't think I could pull off, like, the curly. You've got, like, long, straight hair, so it right. would work. It would work. Yeah. I it could curl it. I could like get it permed, but I guess I can't perm right. it at home, can I? Right. I don't really know. So, how that like, works. What, what is it? Two weeks ago, I had like a total, you know, Britney moment, and ran <laughs> to the store and, and bought clippers. Yeah. And, See, know, yours looks nice. I, I like the way yours turned out. It turned yeah. out all right. It does enough with a hat, but it was what? funny. Like, like you know, my girlfriend and I were just like we we powered through it. Right. And you know, you just you, you cut some here, you cut some there. You're like, wow, that right. was pretty short there. That was close. You're like. <laughs> I'm good at cutting hair. Like I can cut other people's hair, but I can't see the back of my head and cut no, at the same see, time. That's very difficult. That, but I don't 100%. really trust anyone else with my hair is the thing. It's just like everyone in my household is just like, they're good. Like my dad can cut one length well. Like he does a good job of that. But if I'm he looking a for a one. fade, it's not really going to work like that. So, I mean, like if I'm looking at Lourdes's haircut, yeah, all I need is a little bit of blue hair dye and I'm fucking looking great again. I think it'd be an interesting look for the rest of the podcast. Um, I don't think I could pull off the Francisco Lindor gray curly afro with the shaved sides. It's a look. But, uh, yeah, there's just lots of options there. Uh, welcome back to the BNB podcast. Um, <laughs> we are past we are. opening we are weekend. About our hair here, we don't. Uh, we obviously we talk, talk about more important about things in sports, <laughs> as as shown already. Um, yeah, welcome back. Opening weekend has come and gone. We are now five, six days into the MLB season, and it's been so much fun for five days. Uh, the Blue Jays are three and three and one now after taking the three game set from the Yankees. Which pff, round of applause for that one? Hell yes was the series you love to see. And then they came into Texas with an entire crowd, full 100% capacity, and kicked the living shit out of them, 6-2. to two. And, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. They're playing in 40 minutes for us right now, so they're going to be done by the time I get this released. But the Jays have looked great so far. Uh, I have a couple of people I want to talk about. First and foremost, I want to mention Marcus Semien has been a ridiculously good pickup for the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, he has been absolutely on fire, man. He even said it himself, too, going into Texas. He was more fired up that there were fans there, that it was going to be a full stadium, mm-hmm. like or whatever, that it was you know way more full than the 25% they'd been seeing. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I wanted to play more. You know, even I think Steven Matz had said it. But, yeah, Marcus Simeon has looked good, especially, you know, kind of going in at the, the, what, the top of the rotation at the beginning. Or, sorry, the top of the batting order at the beginning. And, and like we said, he's going to be a tone setter. For, for a lot of these these young guys, right? He You lost George Springer, and Marcus Semien has fit in so well in that leadoff role. It's like it didn't even really matter that you lost George Springer. Like, I don't he, – he's obviously not going to be the leadoff man for the rest of the season. But right now, with two home runs already and some ridiculous plays defensively at two, 
and just his ability to just set the tone and get on base and do things for everybody else in the lineup. He already has two stolen bases. Like, the guy's doing it all right now, and that is huge for that one year. What was it 13 or $14 million deal they gave him? Like, that's – it's a it's a great – Was it 18? Is it 18? It might have been I thought 18. it was 18, maybe, 18. yeah. I thought he got um, some big – I remember being, like, not shocked at it, but it was like, yeah. okay, like – it was like a one year, like it is a prove it deal, but it's not a prove it deal. Cause with like baseball, it's not like there's like a cap, you know, I have to no. take my, my hockey mind off sometimes. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Yeah, no. You know, like Eight, one 18 year, is just like yeah. meh money in MLB. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, it's no, like, even still that, that $18 million has been well worth it this year so far. And watching him through these first four games, I'm really happy with what we've seen out of Marcus Semin. He looks more like the guy that played in the playoffs for the A's and not the guy that played all regular season where he kind of struggled a little bit last year. Uh, second guy I want to bring up, Steven Matz, dude. Forget Hinjin Ryu. This is the best pitcher in our rotation. <laughs> just uh, just quick, though, going back to, to Simeon, I liked him at second because right. the, the throw was shorter, and that was, I think, the one thing that we were saying about his arm is, like, the power isn't all there. So, like, moving him, I think, over there, like, man, he made a great stab, I think, in what was the first game or – one of the games uh, game, game one, I think. No, game two. Yeah, he just like he made a he Wait, made a that great diving play, play yeah. saved the inning. Unbelievable, yeah. But no, dude, like Stephen Matz, bro, oh like a man. Okay, so he hope he listened to the podcast and heard my Garrett Cole low and away because he was going low and away, dude, <laughs> and he, he was carving. It. And this is a guy yeah, like, like eight strikeouts, nine strikeouts. Nine Ks. Um, yeah. This is a guy that we gave up Sean Reed Foley for. And at the time, I really like Sean Reed Foley. I still like him to this day. But I was like, man, why? We gave up a decent bullpen arm for a guy that's just never been anything in the big leagues. And he is taking every single one of my words and shoving them right back down my throat because this guy has been lethal all the way through spring training and just mm. carved apart a, not a very good lineup in Texas, but a decent lineup nonetheless and just carved them and did his job. Incredible. It's game one, man, like, and for him, and you can, like, if you can roll off that and you get, you know, you get a Texas and maybe you get, like, a Colorado somewhere, like, you know, like, if you get certain teams in the, in the right spots, like, you don't pitch every single day, no. right? So if you get the right set and you're like, oh, you know, I got three wins off the hop, my ERA is, like, ridiculously low, and then all of a sudden you start cruising from there. Like, dude, Steven Matz, I'm not expecting to be the top of this rotation no. at all, but – the fact that he comes in and he fills it and like but maybe okay like he's he's been so good throughout the the spring training and then in that start and it's just like i don't think he's going to continue to be this but if he's close to this i was talking about this with a friend of mine if he keeps that era under four for the season you're absolutely laughing because you didn't expect that out of this kid you gave up sean reed foley for him who really didn't have a role in this in this pitching staff you gave up him and got this Play. this guy you could arguably throw in as your two maybe three starter right now and then you're going to add in Robbie Ray and you might add in Nate Pearson in a month and like you've already got this rotation that looks pretty good if Steven Matz is what was supposed to be your four guy has a sub four ERA like that's it's really good to see him doing stuff like that is there any way that uh, that that Pete Walker could get an award this year <laughs> for doing <laughs> what he's doing because like he has been asked to take a lot of you know question marks and a yep. lot of holes and really build them and just yeah absolutely and just even holes though with with losing certain starters and just saying you know what he's gonna go there and we're just gonna we're gonna play this way tj zoik Zoic had to come in for robbie ray and do his job and he did a phenomenal job so well and like even going up against the yankees they took that series Mm -hmm. like let's not just bat our eyes at that like that's nothing this is a team that a lot of people had pegged as the best team in the al and they won the series 
two one, and they, they had a chance in that second game. They just threw a lot of yeah. away. They have the Yankees winning the World Series. Mm-hmm. Some people. Yep. Did you just see that they got uh, Ruf Odor or trying to work out a deal? <laughs> have them. You can have all of them. I don't. <laughs> can I say that deal stinks? Is that is that too soon? <laughs> it already sucks. I don't care what they're There's doing. There's an odor sucks. to it. Yeah. There's an odor. A lot of it. No, that's trash. Have him. You can that's have awesome. That that's good for us. I would love to see Rugnet Odor more times in the year. I'd love to hit the guy awesome, a few more yeah. times. It's great. Not a good baseball player, but pain in the ass to play against. Um, mm. Yeah, the honestly, the 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 rotation for all it was cracked up to be and like not be, I guess, it, it could potentially be a non-issue if everything kind of just falls into place, right? I know I brought it up earlier, but you have, you have Hunjin Ryu and you expect him to be great every time he's out there. You have Robbie Ray, and I know his consistency is not there, but when he's on, he's on. And he looked really good as a Blue Jay last year with Pete Walker's help. So if he's on, he's a great two. And then if Steven Matz is what he's been, if he's half of what he's been so far, he's a great three, four. And then you have Nate Pearson coming maybe late or April, early May, which is a little bit of time off. But if that kid can reach his potential, that kid's a bona fide one, two on a lot of teams at his peak. And right now he'd be your four guy. So then it doesn't matter who you slot in there. You got TJ Zoic, you got Tanner Roark. Um, who went game two for us? I don't even remember who it was now. But there's uh, there's other names in this rotation that you could throw in there that can do the job and do a another, decent job of it as a five guy. Another interesting name is Trent Thornton. Trent Thornton's like in there, his recovery in, in his recovery back, right? Like, what are we going to get from? Because he was he was a starter. Let's not forget that. So he's capable of doing it and. Honestly, man, I, I love the the passion he brings for the game, and you know he's somebody that definitely he's maybe great. gets you know, a little yeah he gets maybe a little too upset of himself, but he sure. takes it seriously, and you know that he's going to give you a hundred percent up there. And if he ever figures it out, and and who better to help you figure it out than Pete Walker? Yep, right, like like um, to stick with this team. Ross Stripling was the other guy, right? Who's Ross done Stripling, a good job starting like, the past. Right, and one thing about Ross Stripling that they said is he has been this flex player for his whole career. How many times it's, okay, you're in the pen. Okay, no, you're going to be a starter. Okay, you're in the pen. And that's great. We're not saying, Ross Stripling, you're going to be starter two for all games, buddy. Good luck. It's, we need you to fill a hole. No, exactly. These guys don't have to go out and throw seven innings a night because you have this bullpen in behind them where you have a guy like Julian Merriweather, who I think is the closer on this team now. I think he's got the stuff to do it. And then you have Jordan Romano, who is my favorite reliever on this team by far, who can go multiple innings if you need. Same with Merriweather, realistically. He can go multiple innings if you need. You have Dolise. You have uh, Ryan Barucki can do a great job in the back end of that pen. They just have all these names that they, they can work together in the bullpen that they don't need their starters to be going six and seven innings every night. They just need to do, it, do enough for the four, five, six that they're in there to just get the job done and hand it over to this bullpen that I really don't see as an issue for the time being. No, I think what's good too about, especially Romano, is he's like such a, oh, I'm going to go in at, at any moment, right? Like you could just spring it on him and he's in it. He doesn't care what the situation is. It's it's always just pretty much him and the batter up there is the way that he's explained it. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome, right? And that's to me why I wouldn't really even want to see him as the closer because if you're starting to get closer and closer to the game, like he reads games the yeah. whole time. He is watching. I love he's him. taking yeah. on information all the time, right? So if you start looking, okay, it's it's – Four three, let's say we're moving on. All right, it's close. I'm I'm probably gonna go in. Okay, yeah. Like he doesn't want that. 
He's he wants not you to like, go, hey, kid, let's go. It's, yeah. You know, you got 20 pitches warm up. We got to maybe get you in there because we're going to give this guy the hook. <laughs> he's in the bullpen ready to go no matter what inning it is. Ooh. And it's my favorite part about him because he's just – he's all around the bullpen. He's warming up. He's just stretching, ready to go. He doesn't care if it's the ninth, eighth, fourth. Like, he is going in. doesn't matter who the batters are. He'll take down Judge. He'll take down all the, your big-name hitters. It did not matter. He is ready to go. And to have some guy like that who just wants to throw at any point, and if you have a full bullpen of those guys, which it seems like they do right now, you don't need to worry too much about what that starting rotation looks like. And it hasn't been an issue so far. It's really early. I get it. Really, really early. Really early. But from what we see in spring training and what we see on that in everybody's first start so far, it's been okay. Now, Tanner Roark goes tonight. That might be a very different story. (laughs) That He could have already been lit up for six or seven by the time you hear this. But we'll, uh, we'll hold out judgment on Tanner Roark. If, if anything, though, this gives you more buffer time to make a trade and to yep. bring in more pieces or to get healthy or to you know really figure out what you want and also to see what everybody else is doing, right? There are going to be teams who thought they were going to be great are going to start selling. There's going to be teams who are going to start moving up the way you are, mm-hmm. like you're hoping. So you really got to let it play out, right? Yeah. Sure. And, and they're they're in no rush as it as it seems right now, and that's good. You know, a three and one start is a lot better than a one and three start. You know, and hopefully you continue with that. Yep. It's the good thing is, is that it's it's Texas. You know, I I've heard the funniest thing is that it doesn't matter how many fans are in Texas right now. Give it a week, they're gonna leave because the team shit. <laughs> they're not gonna want to see yeah, them play. They can they can open to a hundred percent if they want, but they're right. not gonna get it. Everyone's everyone's gonna rush in. If, you know, forty thousand the first game. Oh yeah, awesome. This is yeah, great. We're back. We're like, Fuck, this is the same Texas bullshit team. Like, why are we here? And then they're they gonna still go do other can't things. play baseball. Who cares? No. Yeah. Dude, like, you know, there's going to be so many things happening. Their football team is about to trade one of the best quarterbacks out of it. Yeah. Maybe. Or he's about to go to jail. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> they're about to lose him either but way. They're so focused on everything else. Yeah. And then guess what? Like, it's just, it's, there's too many teams there. It's big. Yeah. It's big it's in just, Texas, you know? Who cares? Um, Final guy I want to mention, uh, Randall Gritchick. He came into the season arguably as the fourth outfielder. Uh, there was talks of when they signed that Michael Brantley contract initially or when it was reported that they signed it, he was the guy that was going out. He was going to get traded somewhere, and there was no way he was sticking on this roster. And Randall Gritchick has gone out there and done everything he can to be arguably one of the best outfielders in that group right now. He's hitting better than pretty much everyone out there. He's, he's, got, he's got two game-winning hits already. And he's just doing everything he can to stay in that lineup. He plays good defense. He's hitting well. He's kind of forcing Charlie Montoyo's hand to keep him in that lineup. And I, I really respect the guy for it. I think he's done a fantastic job as being that fourth guy right now. I, I love Ross Atkins, too. Like, standing up and defending the contract, standing up and defending mm. keeping him, and saying, look, we understand that we have four guys, and, you know, you only, want, you only need three out there, but – we're going to have four talented guys who are going to compete every single game to stay in this lineup. And that's exactly what we want. Right. Mm-hmm. Right now, George Springer being injured. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to Randall. Gritchick. That's going to happen. They've prepared yeah. for that. If you have every guy there rolling at the same time, your team mm-hmm. must be drinking Jordan's special drink. Yeah. Cause there's you're no not way getting you're 162 out of your entire team ever. In- there's no way that you're all going to be healthy. So it's perfect. And Gritchuk's, Picked up right where we left off last yeah. year, right? Yeah. It, it I, was worrying to, to see the contract and to see the money given out to him, especially yeah. because nobody gave him that confidence. And yet here the Jays are saying, look, we we know what we have. 
and he's going to do like well, it. and he did it last year, and I feel like people didn't even give him any credit for it because, you know, Tay Oscar decided to outpimp him. He was the MVP of the team all of a sudden. And now you're seeing it, though, and also, you know, behind Vlad and Bo and Kevin, like, there's so many names, and but there's Randall Gritchuk always there, staying in the lineup, yeah. RBIs, hits, clutch hits, clutch, like, good defense, you know, yeah. he's... He's, 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 gonna, he's doing everything like, right now. Yeah, he's not going to Kevin Pillard save a play, no. but you know what? He's going to make good a enough. good throw. He he's good enough. He's Even as a center yes. fielder, he's good enough to be your everyday center fielder. And we I think the combination, the combination you and I have of seen his him good play. play. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, you and I have seen him play yeah. how many times more, like more than Kevin Pillard. Like, and mm. it it didn't make a difference because, like, especially when you're in Rogers Center, man, that thing go, that ball goes. Yeah. He's not catching. He's not saving there's not a lot of room to cover out there. It's fine. No. Um, the combination of his great play and Vlad's work at first, like he's been good enough at first. He's been arguably exactly what Rowdy's going to bring you anyways. And then Rowdy struggling at the plate. It's just opened up this opportunity that you can just rotate in those four outfielders at that DH spot. You, He's kind of just won that job right now. And I feel bad for Rowdy Telez in this whole situation, but he's kind of just losing his job based on the fact that he got off to this ridiculously slow start. Now, things can change. Like, Randall Gritchick has shown that he can be really hot at times and really cold at others. So at any given time, this could flip completely and Rowdy could steal that job right back. But to me, when George Springer comes back in game one of that home series uh, this week, I think, personally, I think you're either throwing Teoscar at the DH slot or you're throwing Lourdes at the DH spot and you're putting Randall Gritchick in the outfield with with the George Springer and Lourdes or Teoscar combo. I think it's the best lineup you can put together right now. Absolutely. Like, it's it's kind of Gritchick's spot to lose. Yeah. And, and Rowdy's also, you know, he's 26 years old, right? And he's still figuring out the game from a sense that he got off to a good start hitting bombs. Then they figured out, I like, I can't remember, is that he can't hit, what is it, fastballs or he can't hit, like, anything that moves? Yeah, he has problems hitting one or the other, but I can't remember what it was. Basically, they were throwing him something, crushing it, and they he's, threw him everything else. adjusting, but... Right, and that's what it is. And now this is like your third kind of year in the in the big leagues, and this is where you make the adjustment to show us who you're going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be the hitter that comes in, or are you just going to be the guy that has all this big bat and can't find it if the ball is not exactly where he wants it? Yeah. And and that's fine, though, and that's what the Jays have given themselves now. We don't need Rowdy Tellez to be there. Nope. Rowdy that's crazy, Tellez man. It's so- a, and we'd be like, okay, man, I, I get that, but – it's we so deep him. that, like, Rowdy Tellez is going to find himself off of this roster, despite the fact that he was one of our better hitters down the stretch last year. It's just, even Gritch, like, coming into this year, Gritchick was, like, our 3-4 hitter last year, and there were talks of him not even being in the lineup this year. Like, it's incredible the depth of what's happened so far. They've the gotten off to a be, slow start, but it's the, still there, and it's crazy. The Jays are going to be that team, too, that draws interest from players on shit teams looking to make that playoff push. Yep. Because why not the Jays? They're gonna have the you know they're gonna have the team to do it. Especially if you're in the pitching, like if you're in the pitching industry, you're looking at this team like I can make an impact. I game. can win a World Series over there if we get a couple. This guys. is where I come in. Their offense is talented mm. enough. If they keep going the way they're going, they're gonna show that it's talented enough, mm. and then they're gonna come in. Like what's great is the, there's no pressure on the pitching because within the first two innings, it's like two nothing, three nothing, four nothing. Like they're just mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And if you continue that, then what does the pitching have to do? They come in there, it's the game's already good. Yeah. No, you know, it's it. a lot, a lot easier pitching than that. The one thing I don't get think uh, gets talked out of oh, the one thing I don't think gets talked Talk about down. is the uh, Let's talk it out. The amount of work that gets put in from this current Blue Jays lineup and like how they've progressed every single year. Every single player that's in this roster right now has gotten better every year they play. And like they make adjustments and they 
they battle hard and they do everything they can to try and put themselves in a better position for the next season. And you've seen everybody progress at different levels every single season to the point where Tay Oscar went out last year and could have won the MVP award if it weren't for a bunch of really great performances from some other guys. And like Lourdes could, I think he came close to the silver slugger. He won a gold glove, despite the fact that he isn't a very good outfielder. Um, and like you have guys like Bo who steps it up every single season. He's progressively getting better. Cavan changes his game every week and just like, is able to do things that a lot of people can't. Vlad is otherworldly this year and is hitting better than anyone in the league almost just with his patience and his ability to see the ball. Like, he looks his like a speed, professional hitter again. Dude, yeah. his speed can, like, good good on you, man. Not only is your bat speed look quicker, your everything just looks quicker. Even you running look quicker. Mm-hmm. Defensively, awesome. he looks quicker. Like, he's moving side to side better. Like, this yeah. is what I mean. He like, understands guys, where to be better, too. You know, he's almost figured out positionally yeah. that if the he ball's here, the my best spot is to be here now, right? And he doesn't look awkward when he's going to catch it. He looks like an almost like a natural first baseman. Yeah. Like, he's they, starting to look that way. He put in the work on both sides of the ball, and he looks great. Then they all have, man. Every one of the guys in this core have put in the work to make themselves better every single year. And I think that's the one thing that the outside media doesn't really talk about is because, like, this team – yeah, they were good last year, and everyone's kind of looking at them like, oh, that was an off year. But, like, these guys are continuing to do that every single season, and you can see the trajectory of where they're going. And by the end of this year, like, you're looking at a team full of professional hitters that are just getting the job done and continuing to get better throughout the season. It's just they're a great lineup. It's I think it carries a lot of weight, too. With If you look at a lot of their last names, they carry – a lot of legacy behind it, right? Yeah. There is some big dads that that come and watch these games, and to come into this, they want to live and, up to their parents' legacy. Like you have two right. and do that again. Yes, absolutely. And that can't just go without being like. There's pressure to that. Yeah, You're absolutely. Trying to succeed in that, you so, don't want to be worse than your dad at anything you <laughs> do. Like, especially as a professional athlete, you're like, you know what? I can be better than that guy because I came Dude, up in a different time. Especially like from Vlad Guerrero, like. Senior was one of probably the most interesting hitters, let's yeah, say. That's interesting a players. <laughs> interesting players in general, you yeah. know, and that is what it was, is that he somehow found a way to not look great at the sport, but yeah. just be great. Just hitting balls off the know? ground and doing things that nobody else did. Absolute blows in the outfield and just ridiculous all over yeah. the yeah. Somehow he just had a ball trail of wherever it was going, and he just knew. You know, his icon always lit up. It's going here. Swing whenever. You're good. Crazy. Good, good. And this is the guy that Vlad has to live up to. So he's going to try and do everything he can to try and be better than that, which is phenomenal. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're good. I love the work they put in. Teams look great. Hopefully they get a win here tonight. Who knows? Um, We touched on it a little bit with Texas's 100% capacity. What do you think of it? Do you think they're doing the right thing? Do you think they're kind of stupid they're about doing the whole the, thing? The, the Texas thing, I just, you know, I've kind of always thought sports has an interesting place among this right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, it hasn't really, it hasn't really taken away, I guess, in the sense that like they're not getting special treatment for, no. you know, doing this. Like they still have to, if they get sick, they quarantine for this many days, you know, you can lose opportunities based off of that. Like there's still things that happen and they still take the same risk as, as you know, anybody else going to work. Yeah. Well, the so Nationals, like, right? Same idea right there. Right. And I get that, you know, Texas is one of those places that just says, like, we're going to open up. And, and, you know, it's on you, realistically, as the people. And, yep. you know, you still get the opportunity. I saw Didi wearing a mask in the game. Like, yeah, you they still, still have that option if they want. 
And if you want to do that, like you're, you're to me, you're a grown man. Like, yeah. go ahead, do it. And yeah. you know, it's, it's just like I said. Like, I'm, I'm neither here nor there. I'm yeah. really happy that you know Simeon and Matt said we stepped up a lot more because of this. Like, this hyped us up yeah. because there's so many fans now. It didn't matter that we weren't even in our home building. Like, we just we want to see fans. Yeah, I think. I don't want to get into a political discussion on it. I mean, wherever you want to sit on masks and opening and all that stuff, it's not really, it's here nor there. But if you're open in Texas, I feel like you can, I feel like you have to open the, the ball diamonds at that point. Cause like if you're letting people in realistically, you're not really putting the safety at players at risk. If you do it right. Um, and I feel like the players don't feel like they were at risk. I don't think any of them are coming out going, yeah, we don't want to play here because of the hundred percent capacity. Like I don't think anyone's actually coming out and saying that. So realistically, like whether you agree with it or not, I think it's the right move to make if Texas is open. I don't think you should just be opening it everywhere because you know what? We just want to have fans in the building. But they've already committed to doing this. Their cases are honestly going down, which is good. And I think there's some places even in Europe who have opened up for their like football matches. You know, like they they've opened up to some sort of capacity, yeah. which is which yeah. is okay. Like it's it's kind of. We're the Actually, only ones that are behind you. Right? <laughs> but, dude, like, how can we say, hey, you can't gather in a sporting center, but you can go to the mall? Like, how can you say that, right? Like, yeah. what's what's the difference? Or you can go to, to you know, to certain areas that are just, it, it doesn't matter, you know? It's either you're open or you're closed. <laughs> I, I don't know. We, we're just backwards here. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. How, no, how we just, we how just are keep you, going. It feels like I'm caught in one of those doors like Elf. Yeah, and like you know, that's I'm literally busy. that's life. I know I'm busy, but I can't get out. It just doesn't let me. You know, no, there's someone there blocking me every time I try to step out of the damn thing. Just I think I'm gonna throw up, but I'm not. I, know, I don't know why. I'm just because I have this mask. It's just yeah. it's frustrating, man. It's brutal. Um, anyways, back to baseball, more fun stuff. Uh, you took the Angels to go to the World Series. Am I wrong? You did. I think I did. They're yeah. fun. They're a lot They're of fun. A fun team. They lost today, but uh, That's okay. they are... So... Losses are going to happen in baseball. I've learned that. Yeah. They, up in, before today, they were 3-1 and one when trailing after seven innings. The boys. <laughs> they played four games, and they were 3-1 and one when trailing after seven innings. That's insane. <laughs> like, they... Actually, they played five games at that point because they had one. They have no pitching, just for starters. Like, Dylan Bundy's all they got, and he's like, oh okay, God, he does a decent job. Yeah. What do they um, call him? They call him King Bundy? He's <laughs> like, why? They're, they're a hitter. They can hit, and that's about it, except for today when the only thing they had was the Mike Trout home run. But yeah. uh, they're just kind of fun to watch, and like, just their offensive approach is great. Um, they went into a series against the White Sox, and that was my pick. And the White Sox kind of got shut down a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, they got pumped. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. All the clutch moments kind of just went to the Angels. Yeah, except for the fact that Raisel Iglesias decided that uh, he didn't want to win the one game in, in uh, nine innings. So he decided to hum the, the ball 40 feet over Buddy's head. And he wanted to see a walk-off win that day because Matt Walsh stepped up. And whoo-hoo! absolute pimp job i loved every second of it it was so cool great game great series between the two of them i think it's going to be a lot of fun down the stretch this year it's going to be i love cool. how he knew and like nobody else really like you know some people did but a lot of people were like is that thing i thought he was out young? i thought it was a flyout he pimped it. He he pimped pimped it. the he way he pimped it though like it looked like he was pissed off like it was like an yeah. angry pimp job and that he was going to walk back the way to the bench. that the 
the bat like the the at bat went though like i think he kind of was like just pissed that you know the, i think he was getting some pitches that were bugging him and he just was like oh my god what are those like i can't believe i just got that but i'm, yeah. I'm so angry still he just murdered it dude he murdered that <laughs> yeah it was game. great robert almost had it but like it's still a great home run it was fun to watch yeah. it was a really good series i've watched so much of their so much baseball in the last yeah. few days. Oh, I have a feeling that you've just been I've on taken. I have my laptop going like double screen, and then I throw <laughs> it on the TV too, and I've got like three games going at once. It's just it's – I watch so all the highlights, to be honest with you. Great. The highlights give me the, the basics, you know? Yeah. The highlights might have shown you some bad news out of San Diego last night when uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. had his first at-bat of the night and swung so hard that he th- pulled out his shoulder – uh, I think it's su- subluxation, subluxation. I don't exactly know how to pronounce it. Can you spell it for me without looking at it? Give me a second. Love to hear that. Um, shoulder subluxation. That's what it is. I was right. S-U-B-L-U-X-A-T-I-O-N, which is essentially so just... Without looking at it. I can see you looking uh, at it right now. Throwing out his shoulder, basically, because he swung so hard, which, uh, for starters, ow. <laughs> Imagine like swinging so hard your shoulder feet. pops out. I throw these fancy big words at it, mm-hmm. you know, like I like the word contusion because it just is a bruise. It's a bruise. But we can't say bruise like it. <laughs> you sound oh, weak if bruise. it's a bruise, so it's a contusion. Yeah. He's got a muscle, muscle contusion. Oh, so he's got a bruise. Okay, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So the life. Uh, Tatis isn't really known for how long it's going to be right now, but uh, it's going to be a while apparently, which is absolutely terrible news for the San Diego Padres and absolutely terrible news for Fernando Tatis. Man, the guy just can't manage to stay healthy. Like he just you know what, they're really built for this. I know it's they are deep as shit. They got Haesong Kim coming in to fill in for him, and that was this prize guy that came over from Japan or Korea. Yep. And it's just they they're deep. They'll be they'll be okay, but this is not a guy you want to lose at any capacity. This is still no, one of the best players like, in baseball. He, he, especially after signing that contract. It's almost funny though, man. Like how many times does that happen? Yeah. Big money deal, injury. <laughs> Big money deal, injury. Like that's just <laughs> Yeah, it sucks to see. Just give it 10 minutes, and we'll just keep an eye on Lindor just, just in case. Yeah, there you go. That's it. He'll be gone. He'll snap a femur or something. Yeah, that's not that. Um, <laughs> other news, Cody Bellinger, like literally 20 minutes later, was pulling into first. I don't know if he's actually going to be out any bit of time, but he had to be removed from the game. And it didn't look pretty. Like, it was a real awkward-looking step on the bag that he had. Um, I don't know if there's any update. Uh, day to day, so he injured. He ended up injuring his foot, and you really hate to see the Cody Bellinger one because at least the Tatis one. It was early in the game, and he was trying to get something done. Bellinger and the Dodgers were up nine one at the time, and you really don't want to see one of your better players going down with an injury, especially if it ended oh, up being up nine one yeah, on sucks. a race to first base. Like that's it's rough. It it was not pretty to watch for Cody Bellinger. Luckily, he avoided major injury, which is good. But, like, you hate to see those plays on something so stupid. Oh, yeah. So I was editing the old doc, actually, mm-hmm. like the Cody Bellinger one, and I was like, oh, I'm talking about the hit again. I was like, didn't we already, already talk about the home run where you got robbed back? Like, I was like, I thought we did, right? And then I realized, because it happened again, like, Tapia pulled two back, like, where he lost it, though, an inside-the-park home run against mm-hmm. the Dodgers. Really? Yeah, in like the next game, I think, I or maybe even that game. Yeah, he, he, they hit it over, and he pulls it back in, but then he loses it as he's pulling it, and the guy's still rounding the bases, and he oh gets it inside the park home run. That's so and weird. And I just laugh so hard because it's him again that like doesn't. Fucking Poor guy just can't, can't figure it out of the wall. He's just scared of the wall. 
he makes this athletic jump and then that's it his glove is just yeah it was so i was like oh my god for all the baseball i watched i didn't even see that that's crazy damn it look it up uh one final little fun bit from the mlb came yesterday when the astros played the angels and this guy brought in a big inflatable trash can (laughs) and he threw it on the field because why not? Um, I actually saw a TikTok of the guy that did it and like the way they created it. It was like a bush can that's like an inflatable. I think it was bush. It was a beer anyways. And they like took off the actual bush part of it. So it was just gray. And then they just painted the lines to make it look like a trash can. Um, ton of respect for that move. That's hilarious. I love it. Uh, that's, a, that's a brand move right there. The question I want to, yeah, I would do it. It's fun. I wouldn't get, I'd see, I don't know if I would. Cause if you get kicked out, you're kicked out for good. And I don't want to do that. So, um, Anyways, the question I want to ask, have the Astros gone through enough to the point where we should just let them be them this year? Because I saw someone bring up that point, and I would like to hear your opinion. I think I saw their manager even say that too. Like, you know, (laughs) let us kind of let us be now. No. Which is personally, personally, no. You guys didn't face shit. As long as you have the majority of the core there, then I think you should face the music still, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. once they all disband them for sure, but, you know, I you lost George not, Springer. Yeah, and, I and would Garrett not be Cole, upset you know? if George Springer gets booed in his at-bats. I understand. I still get why you wouldn't like George Springer if you're not a Blue Jays fan. But I have right. to like him because he's a Blue Jay and he's just a really good guy. And but I, under, what, I understand it. Yeah, we have to like him. There's no choice here. I have 160 million reasons why I gotta like him. Yeah, but... I don't think, yes, the Astros already played a, a season. They didn't play a full season, for starters, and they played it without a single fan in the crowd. They played what what, two series where they had fans in. If you can't face this, don't cheat them. Yes. You got caught. You got caught. You didn't face the music. You faced a couple fastballs of the ribs. I don't think guys should be hitting them anymore, personally, but you have not faced your, you have not faced your dues from the fans yet. Like you Everywhere you go, you should be booed relentlessly. Do you think Tom Brady has ever stopped hearing about the, his deflated balls? No. Or Spygate. No. Right. It doesn't matter. Everything you hear about it still. It just doesn't matter. It, it'll keep coming up. No. Yeah. Agreed. So I, I don't think you're anywhere near being done with the Houston Astros. I don't think they deserve to be done with. I don't think they faced their dues yet. Nobody got suspended. Nobody really faced any repercussion except for A.J. Hinch, and I think that's still garbage. I feel bad for that guy because nobody else faced a damn thing. Everyone else is back in baseball. And they didn't I'm going to consider bringing a trash can. I don't Nick, care. Nick Castellanos got suspended more games for flexing at a dude than anyone in the Astros did. Did you see any of that? Oh, it was it was phenomenal. Oh, I loved it. God. I put it you on funny Instagram. About Nick Castellanos. That's what I mean. Though. Like, like I know that you've seen it, but yeah. like, did you watch it all? Like, the, I watched the home run with the wicked pimp job and just like oh, fired man. up. Nick Castellanos is just—he's baseball. He's he, so much fun. He looks like you and me, you know. Yeah. He just looks like he's like I'm up yeah, to bat. Just, That's cool. I can I can maybe hit this thing over there, but he, he just goes, no, I can crush this thing. He's like you and I if we had talent. <laughs> it's just we had a, a baseball. I'm like, oh, let's yeah. go. It's great. If and then he wears one in the hip. Wears one in the hip. I'd be. I'd be pissed off, too, if I wore it the way he wore it. Like, he had no reason to wear that pitch. And then I would probably do the same thing if the same idiot just threw a wild pitch and I got to slide in in front of him and be safe. I'd flex on him, too. He didn't hit him. He didn't go at him. He just flexed at him and walked away. The only one that should have been suspended in the whole thing was Yadier Molina for starting the whole fucking thing. 
Like if you're, I love Yachty, but if you're Yachty or Molina, you have no reason to get in there. You're not defending mm-hmm. a guy that just threw a 90-something mile an hour pitch at the dude because he decided to flex back at him. Didn't hit him. Didn't do anything. Showed him up. Sure, he deserved it. He earned every bit of that. I, I lost a bit of respect for Yachty on that one. I get why he did it. I think you're defending your team. Like it's the same sure. thing. Kind of. I like get. The, I get like, why he did it. But I know. I think he should have been suspended just as easily as Castellanos. It's weird in a way though, because like baseball and hockey equipment, like the goalie and the pitcher are yeah. like the untouchables. You know, like it's not even like the, the catcher. It's like you you protect your pitcher, right? Yeah. Out of yeah. out of all things, which is why I never get why the bullpen comes running out like they're gonna do something because they're just like, ah, oh, don't hit my arms, no arms, no arms. Nobody touch your arms. Don't hit me! Don't hit me! Don't hit me! Don't hit me! Yeah. No, no, don't pull there! Don't pull there! That's gonna hurt. It'd be a strain. Yeah. Like you know, well, it's just it's. But it's just it's yeah, really funny. It's TV. really funny when you break yeah. it down to the core, because you have guys like uh, Joe Kelly last year who got suspended for not hitting a guy, but nearly hitting a guy and then making a face at him, and What's then you have Nick Castellanos this year who gets suspended three games for flexing at a dude. But you don't have any Astros getting suspended for literally cheating the entire game to win a World Series. <laughs> right. I mean, it just makes so much sense, right? You didn't see the buzzer, so. Little, little slap on the wrist and away we go. Yeah. Uh, he ran far enough down the hallway. You didn't see the buzzer. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Brutal. Hate it. Uh, yeah, I think that's it from baseball. Do you have anything I missed? Don't think so. We didn't really talk about the Nationals. I don't know who's out for them. That's the only reason I didn't bring it up. I know that Brad Hand was one of them. I remember the list. Let me see if I can find it quick. The list. Uh, was I know Patrick Corbin for sure because I have him on my fantasy. Pretty, he's on the list. Yeah, the list was pretty intense. Um, however, Juan Soto just provided a walk-off hit. Did he? So that's good. Yeah, nice. so that's good. Nice. Um, let me look at who else was there. Apparently, I didn't didn't want to read the document. I you just yeah. wanted to okay. read the headline. I'm a headliner, guys. I read the headline and then I move See, on. See, honestly, I kind of did the same thing. Like, I I I know that they are they have COVID. I know something's happening there, but I don't know what. <laughs> but like Brad Hand was somebody that they brought in. So it's Corbin Hand and Bell as well. So pretty much all their <laughs> so pitch their newest additions. And, yeah, that's tough. Patrick Corbin. Oh, Josh Bell. Oh yeah, that hurts. Yeah, Josh Bell. Yeah, with uh, with Alex Avila, Jan Gomes, Josh Harrison, Jordy Mercer, Kyle Schwarber, and John Lester. Hmm. Um, and Will Harris had right hand inflammation, so he's on the ten day deal with their IO with him. Well, he joined right in. Yeah, obviously, it sucks for the Nats. I mean, there's a lot worse they could have lost. Obviously, on that team, Soto's still there. Scherzer's still there. Strasburg's still there. Trey Turner's still there. Like, they have their they big won. game. And they won, so it's fine. They, uh, yeah, they did. 6-5 against the, uh, against the Braves. Good for them. Yeah, so that's good. Before we move on to hockey. Um, oh, dude, sorry. I just realized the Braves are 0-4. Can we? Yeah, they're uh, not a great start. They're fine. That's, the, team, the team's pretty young. I think they'll be okay. Um, um, Baltimore is currently leading the division. So yo, yeah. Baltimore's World great, dude. Down. Baltimore's great. World's upside down right now. The Red Sox suck. The Rays suck. But Baltimore, baby, it's going to be a Baltimore. Right, Blue Jays. Look right now, we have Baltimore, Kansas City, and Crazy. Houston are all leading their division. Good for that. Crazy. Uh, so, hockey's in a bit of a bit of a pickle, I, I guess we'll say. Uh, there's been COVID issues throughout the year, obviously, and a lot of teams have been shut down for a little bit of time. Uh, Vancouver, however, very new, very big issue. 
they are up to 22 members of the team now, including 17 players, I believe, 17 or 18 players. And we're not talking like just the regular ass COVID. They've got some new variant that's like apparently very not good. Um, so bad in that they've had to have team doctors come over to some players' houses and administer IV just so they can get enough fluids to like stay awake and stay healthy and stay not dying, essentially, is what's going on there. Uh, it's horrible because it's spreading to fam- their families and it's spreading to everyone within the organization. And I don't even know if it's done spreading <laughs> yet. Uh, it's obviously terrible news out of Vancouver. And uh, hockey aside, like who fucking cares about the rest of the season for these guys? But just pure health-wise, it's really rough to see out of some a good group of human beings in the Vancouver Canucks. Absolutely, yeah, that's that's real tough too. It bothers me like a lot of you know what I've seen driving home and stuff. They're like, oh, this this is all a hoax, and this is like that's that's not fake. No, <laughs> that shit's as real as it gets. The fact that they are having team doctors fly over and hooking IVs up to them, like you're trying to tell me that these guys would would buy into some hoax and put you know everybody through the ringer of oh, this is just actually a joke. We're sitting at home doing nothing. No, they're going through this, and this is incredibly incredibly like you know a scary time for the nhl for sure yeah because this is something they've never dealt with before and, and you don't know how far it goes right you said no. their family and stuff like that but how far is it still mm-hmm. branching out right they've brandon sutter had a had a baby not that long ago and he said he's worried about the health of his child right now because he's not sure like what what to do there it's it's right. it's like it's not even a hockey issue at this point it's just so worrisome for these players and their families and just the health of these people on the team it's just, it's scary to see. Yeah, something you hate to see. Uh, you know what you like to see, though? The Toronto Maple Leafs getting another win last night against the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames suck, I would just like to point out. I hate every single part of Daryl Sutter, and I don't want to see that man coach ever again. I don't think they're going to make any push to the playoff anymore. That's, no, they're garbage. The they're, team they're sucks. Buried. They've got an offensive-minded team trying to play defense. You're not going to yeah. win games. Like it's the wrong coach for that job, man. It's just Thank you Calgary for making me eat my words and continuing to to fail again because you really have the opportunity to, to do something here. You had, you know, arguably the best off-season goalie signing. Dude, Jacob Markstrom is a Vesna candidate almost every single year and you stole not. the the guts out of Vancouver and the heart out of it mm-hmm. and then you just said we're just going to shit on it. Yeah. We're just going to burn it. Just burn it. That's how much we hate Vancouver. We're just going to burn it in front of you. You know what? We're going to go down with you. It couldn't happen to any better team right now, though. Like, I, a lot of teams right now, like, where that I don't like, it's mostly because of their fans and just like the obnoxiousness of them. Not going to bring up the Oilers because we already know. But like, Calgary, I don't hate their fans. Like, the Calgary Flames fans are fine. Like, their group of fans are respectable. They're good. But there's some guys on that Calgary team that deserve every single second of this. Obviously, yeah, Matt Kachuk is they, one of them. When did they like being that those those bad boys of of the North Division? You know, like was it this? was it Rasmus Anderson that just like tried to steal the puck from? Uh, yeah, what's his he name? He claimed he didn't know. Yeah, the the like, Ottawa goalie. Brutal. And then you you know what's funny though, Kachuk like. Matt Kachuk flips yeah. it away after, and yeah. Brady's the one Brady. chasing it, and he, yeah. and he turns at him, and then they just don't say anything. And that's the moment was like, Brady, it doesn't matter that he's your brother. He's against yeah. you, and they're 
Stand up for your team. If that's anyone else, Brady's fucking in his face. But because it's Matt, right. nothing happened. Um, right. On top of that, you watched Andrew Mangiapane last night. He got tripped. Like, no one's going to bring this up because it just wasn't really that big of a play. He straight up two-handed Zach Hyman in the face. And, like, I might be a little bit biased because I'm a Leaf fan, but I'm watching that play, and he gets tripped. He turns, looks, sees that it's Hyman. His stick doesn't touch the ice, and he goes upwards with it and hits Hyman in the face. I'm like, that's not a play that you're going to get suspended for, and you're not going to get fined for it. But that's just one of those scummy things that you do if you're just one of those rat type of guys. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad you guys keep losing. If you're going to keep having this type of salty little baby attitude, you deserve every single one of these losses. And I hope Daryl Sutter bag skates you every single time you step on that ice because you're trash. Hate it. We said this, though, man. We said that it was going to be real chippy games, especially as it got mm-hmm. closer to playoff times. And, you know, teams that are in, teams that aren't in, it's just they got nothing to lose now. That's almost what they're feeling like. It, it doesn't matter. They got Milan Lucic and his rectangular schnoz out there. Slew for TJ Brody. Yeah. yeah. I hope they lose. They got, I hope they, they lose. Problems with, I they had lose. problems with Sam Bennett there, too. Yeah. They treated him like that anymore. Yeah. 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 There's no, no other team that deserves this more than the Calgary Flames, which is shocking because, like, there's a lot of teams in the league. Um, but, yeah, back to the only team that actually matters here. Uh, Jack Campbell, Ouch. dude. Jack Campbell Hurt. apparently is the best franchise goalie in franchise history now. I said it. <laughs> nine wins in a row. Franchise record, nine wins in a row for Jack Campbell. Do you think that, do you think that puts him up for the best now? Or? No. No. I love Jack Campbell with all my heart, but he has not played near enough. His numbers, dude, if he did this for 56 games, oh, I'd be okay. running the train for Jack Campbell. Here's, best here's the thing I'm going to say is that Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice won splitting it. Right. So technically Jack Campbell's splitting time in, could just say – He's played nine games. Right now, right now. <laughs> if he that. finishes out the year and he's still got a 940 with like a 1.7 goals against or whatever it is, you know what? Maybe. Give him, a, give him his due. Like put him in the race. I don't know if he wins it because Vesnalevsky is still crushing it in Tampa. And oh Marc-Andre Fleury is just leaving Vegas somehow. I don't understand. Um, so those two guys are probably the head. But, I mean, Jack Campbell could be considered if he plays out the rest of the year. I don't think he's top three, even if he does, personally. But what he's doing for the Toronto Maple Leafs is crazy. The train you are. Yeah, I if, this, to see hey, how... if Jack Campbell never got hurt and this is what he was all year, I'd be riding the train. But because he got hurt and he's really not – like, he's not even really playing back-to-back games now. The it's redemption great. story, man. Huge. Great. Incredible. Hutch, this is just – Hutch sucks. I'm sorry to say. I man, don't have no – He's have no been trust. fine. <laughs> he's been so fine. Like you playing Calgary. It's not yeah, fine. But he it's, goes no. – Hutch is not the goalie that runs your team ever. Never he's once. Crap. But he's done everything to just go in there and do what he has to do. Outside of I the know. Ottawa game where he sucked. He's done everything he I needs now to do. understand why Colorado got pumped that playoff round that they had Michael Hutchinson as their goalie because he they won with him. They won a game with Michael Hutchinson. Just Great. Did you out. win a series? No. No. God, this is what I mean. He though. shouldn't. He's not, even he's be... not the guy that wins you games, but he'll step he in there the and AHL do what he has starters. to. He won't even be the AHL starter to a championship team. Like he, he's uh, not. No. I don't know what his AHL number is. No. Though, He's no. okay. He's good enough to be the third string goalie and step in Bring, once a month and just dude, try not to give up five goals. 
That's what Call David really Ayers. Get the emergency goalies going. You have a way better shot at winning games with that. In Just fairness to Hutch, guys. Hutch won them that game against Calgary. He shut it down. He was great. The offense couldn't no. really get anything going, and Hutch just decided, yeah. you know what? I got this. He's no, You know who won that game for them? Austin, Austin Matthews, Matthews won that game You know why? Austin Matthews stepped in and showed Austin his manhood to everybody. Austin Matthews is back. He is back. He is showing Dude. you why he's, he deserves to be in that McDavid conversation. Mm-hmm. He is showing you why he deserves to be literally – like his play where he not only reads Marner, but then goes, I'm going to step around the defender, throw my stick down right now, and boom, in the net, gone. See the thing with Matthews. He made Hannafin look like he, was oh, like dude. he wasn't even there. The last few games he scored, but like he didn't have that patented Matthews goal. Last night he just ripped that one past Markstrom. I'm like, he's back. Oh, he scored he's 50 back. again. I don't care. He's back. Just yeah. incredible goal scorer. That little move he does between the legs on on Markstrom. I'm just like, oh, oh. this guy. This guy is Hart Trophy candidate in a full season where he doesn't get hurt. Not a doubt in my mind. If his wrist was yeah. still intact all year. He'd be right with McDavid for that award. He is special. Him and Marner together are incredible special. I'm so glad that that's worked out the way that the Leafs yeah. envisioned from day one. You I'm know, going to clip that, by the way, and get yelled at by every Oilers fan on the planet. I'm so excited. Why? Because <laughs> we, just, we just tried to put Matthews in the same conversation with McDavid there, and they don't like that. They hate it, and I love it. Tell me why he's not though. What what about his game isn't there? He is a know. first overall pick. Hey, like buddy, McDavid. you are preaching to the choir here. I agree. I think you're he's right. Shown his ability to. to I know. Score. No, okay. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he is McDavid. I know. They oh, trust me. I know, and I understand that. But you know who doesn't seem to understand that? Anyone that puts an Edmonton Oilers jersey on and cheers for them. Because they just can't get over the fact that we don't think Connor McDavid is the best thing that's ever touched the planet. And I think McDavid's okay, still the best player. Second best. You know what happened when the Leafs got their franchise player? Mm-hmm. They went out and got a team around them. Yeah. You know what Edmonton, Edmonton did? forgot they to their do that. <laughs> they got Mike they Smith. Said, they said, we got him. That's good. Oh that's good. Like, they signed Milan Lucic, and then they said, shit, that was bad. Let's trade him. James Neal. Okay, that's kind of worse, too. Zach Cassian? Yeah, that's the trick. That'll do it. No. No. See, the, the problem here is I just take these clips, and I take the part where we say that Matthews is with McDavid, but you know people know. aren't coming in to listen to the podcast because they're angry at us. No so they don't hear the part after There's the no fact follow-up. where we're like, hey, we still think McDavid's great, but you don't need Dude, to know that because unless you want to come listen saying, to the podcast, you're not getting the rationale. I'm just saying. Awesome Matthews deserves some respect on that name. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he's stepping up. As absolutely. If- He's, he's growing as a player, so that's it. I'm not. Don't come at me with that, McDavid. Oh, you're fine. Jesus, not. You're <laughs> good. You just sit and relax. You just say things, and I'll just deal with it online. It's so much more fun. Nobody ever yells at us on Instagram. Instagram is the most wholesome place to say stupid yeah. things because Absolutely. everyone's just like, I, I love our Instagram followers. I love our TikTok followers. I just People, like to point that out too. I like that people are like, you know, I see your point. However, here's what I think, and yeah. it's like. Awesome, dude. Simple, awesome. There was there's a guy in Leafs Twitter. His name is I think it's Bill's Beanie at some point. I don't know his exact at some name, point. but I, I I don't know it's something to do with Bill's Beanie. Um, I can look it up. But I've really liked this guy on Twitter for a while, and he has a TikTok, and I've seen him pop across my feed a bunch of times. I'm like, yeah, he's a pretty smart, dude. He commented on it, and he's like, he just said, stop that. And I'm like, you know what? I like your stuff, but I'm not going to war over this. And we had like the most wholesome conversation about it. I'm like, that is great. I'm like, this is the reactions I want from people. 
I don't want Edmonton fans talking about how I don't know what I'm talking about in the game and I don't know this and I don't know that. I'm like, you're wrong, dude. <laughs> like, just be friendly about it. I will have a conversation with anyone every single day of the week. I'm probably not going to agree with you, but I'll have the conversation. Um, but, yeah, it's just fun. I, I love all our followers on all the social media sites. They're great. And if you listen to They're us, incredible. thank you. Thank you for yes. listening to us. It's great. Even um, the, the friends, man, that, yeah. that reach out after yeah. podcasts, that's still, we, we appreciate you. The, the day ones. Yeah. We respect the hell out of you guys. If you're yeah. actually supporting we us, we love it. Thank we you. We wouldn't be here without you. We wouldn't be here. I know my own family doesn't here. support me. So <laughs> thank you for being more supportive about this than my own family. <laughs> respect that. You are our family. <laughs> We're all one big family now. All however many hundreds of us. Um, yeah, I think that's it in hockey. There's nothing else, right? I didn't miss anything. Uh, so, I have NFL news. And I have NFL news about one of our teams for the first time in podcast history. I think I messaged you about this first before anything that you would say. I just didn't leave any comments before to what you said. I was like, nope, skip our past conversation. This is I have way more important. no idea how to feel. But the Carolina Panthers acquired Sam Darnold for a sixth this year and a second and a fourth next year, I think it is, something like that. Could be a second and a sixth next year and a fourth this year. I don't know. A combination of three draft picks that are a second, fourth, and sixth. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I was obviously hoping for Deshaun Watson until it came out that Deshaun Watson probably going to jail. Um, or at least probably not going to play in the NFL next season. And I'm not interested in having that on my team and I'm not interested with dealing with that. And I feel like the Panthers probably did the same thing because they checked in on him and then they stopped checking in on him. And apparently the rumor is that they started calling the jets as soon as they went to Justin Fields, uh, pro day where he was like training and doing drills and stuff. And as soon as they went there, they called the jets that day. So obviously they're looking at this draft class going, you know what? There's nobody here that's any better than what we can get out of Sam Darnold. I don't know if I agree with that point, but I think Sam Darnold has had a unfair shake in New York, given the fact that they gave him absolutely nothing except for ghosts because he saw ghosts. I really don't know. Honestly, I don't know what Sam Darnold's going to be in Carolina. He's got better receivers and, Oh, the arguably the best running back in the NFL. I'll, I'll fight you on that every day. But he's still not a very good quarterback. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I'm worried when I think I'm worried whenever a young quarterback comes out and says that he's seeing ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I understand. You know, you were in a New York system, yeah. especially you're in a New York system where Tom Brady ruled that division for how long, mm-hmm. and then you know mm-hmm. Josh Allen in Buffalo their rise and, and you know yeah, being the worst team in the division for five there's years. always just been a rise and then you made the Le'Veon Bell move that never worked out and you just it was bad move after bad move and everyone they trade out gets better too and that's like let's not forget he was pretty high draft pick yeah right like he deserves third, third overall Sam Darnold to have right he was part of that Baker draft he, was he not like it would it went uh, Baker and then yeah I think so right Baker, Saquon, and then him. He was yeah. the third after after those and two guys. Like, let's not forget how young Sam Darnold still is. He's 23. He's six months right. younger than Joe Burrow, which I think is nuts. Like, this is a guy that could still learn how to be a quarterback. Personally, I just don't know if it's a thing. <laughs> I just – I haven't seen enough out of Sam Darnold to be like, yeah, he's definitely significantly better than Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't good either. But I don't know if Sam Darnold's the guy we come so, in for – 
three years and go, yep, that's our guy. So I've heard they've also given Teddy Bridgewater the chance to seek a trade. Okay. Um, so that's Teddy, interesting. Teddy Bridgewater is also making $20 million. So I don't know who's right. Gonna right. I don't think that anyone's going to hop on that, let's say, but maybe, you know, Minnesota's having problems with their quarterback. So who knows, right? That's, there's no guarantees in the NFL is what I've learned. No. <laughs> um, no. But right now you're drafting eight. And to me, there's still some interesting quarterbacks. Like there was at least, you know, like three or four names thrown out there mm-hmm. outside of Trevor Lawrence. Like Trevor Lawrence is obviously the one they've said Trevor Lawrence is the one. Like that's the direction we're heading. Yeah, he in. Is, so he after is that, the, though, it, he's the guy. It kind of opens up. Yeah. And you're, you're early enough where, it, you know, teams have moved up for sure to get their guys, but you could be left with not a bad option at all. You know? They're going to get but someone this, decent, whether it's a quarterback or right. not. I think you're likely to get a quarterback. I don't think they need to now, though. I think this is their Sam Darnold, the 23-year-old quarterback. Now we can get something else, right? I and Teddy can stay. I wouldn't hate taking a shot at Justin Fields if it's if he's there. If he's still on the board, man. I, like You take the best player available if you're the Panthers because like, they need help yeah, but the, defensively, but I still think you take the best player available if that's the option. I think the issue as well is that San Fran is – being dumb right now and they are going to select a quarterback without giving up their quarterback yet you know yeah. i think that that is what's going to happen is that they are going to not get rid of jimmy g and just say we're taking one of the you know uh, what's his name zach wilson i think is is another one and then justin fields or even like trey lance so just just about. for like, fun this one mock draft i went to i don't actually know who put it together but it's on nfl.com they have trevor lawrence one then zach wilson who's a quarterback two mac jones from alabama three uh, right. Trey, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields would be the fifth ranked quarterback in this thing, and they have him going seventh to Detroit. I don't know if Detroit's looking for a quarterback personally, but I don't know, man. Like, there's gonna be a quarterback that falls to them, is my point here. Detroit doesn't look for a quarterback because if you listen to their coach, he is fucking defense first. <laughs> he is, uh, we're gonna just be a grind. Like, none of those quarterbacks fit. Really, I get it. You take the like you said, you take the best available player, but there are so many question marks and so many things that like, you know, San Fran doesn't need a quarterback. Cincinnati doesn't technically need one because they just drafted one, and Atlanta, same deal, right? Matt Ryan is still there. Like you could get somebody if it if it falls that way, right? Yeah, like if, if Miami, Miami three... still is too much. Like it's it's weird, right? Yeah, their so Jacksonville in... Jacksonville needs a quarterback. That's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. It's no other thing. Why would it not be? The Jets definitely need a quarterback now. The Niners don't really need a quarterback, but it seems like they're going to take a quarterback. The Falcons don't really need a quarterback, but it also seems like they're looking to shop Matt Ryan, so I think they're going for a quarterback. The Bengals don't need a quarterback. The Dolphins shouldn't need a quarterback, I don't think, unless they're trying to shop Tua, which it seems like they were for a bit. But if you were going to shop Tua to me, wouldn't you have already shopped him for Deshaun Watson? Unless you know that this stuff's coming I feel like that was the only option. If you're you're shopping Tua, there's no point in just drafting another quarterback because it's the same project either way. So I don't think they're looking for a quarterback. He's been in the league how long? Yeah. You gave him the starting job from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, that that says a lot. If you're going to take the starting job from Fitzpatrick, the placeholder QB, like – yeah. You know, bingo. Uh, it just yeah. and then Det- Detroit. I don't think they'd be looking for a quarterback replacement for Jared Goff already, but it's possible. Who knows? It's a weird Carolina, to give up all I mean, that. I just. I guess you're probably not going to try and draft a quarterback if you're Carolina. All the good ones are going. The only option I think would be Justin Fields dropping to them. 
And I don't know if they're interested in that. Man, Devontae Smith's on the board. <laughs> be great if we didn't already have five wide receivers. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's more, a strange more defense move. For team, right? I think the Panthers have lost a lot of their defensive identity, especially with They're Luke so Deakley. young, dude. So I know. Young and when Luke Deakley decided to leave, help. I think that was a real, like, it was a real gut punch, right? All your wind had been taken out of you guys, and then it was like, we're just young, and we – you know, Luke Keekley was able to read the defense if he had the playbook sitting in front of him. He was incredible. He could read I missed that the guy. They were telling him I missed was. that guy with every fiber of my being. He was so good. Right. But, like, he was so smart that he saw this game was going to kill him, and then he just said, I, I can't do it. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Luke Keekley comes back as some sort of coach or oh, something. Oh, dude, he's one of the smartest linebackers yeah. there's ever been. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so that's it for sports. Um, we haven't really done a game in like two weeks, so we're uh, starting back over. We're gonna play a little "Would You Rather" one more time here. Not gonna do too many of them because the Jays game's already started. I'm already missing it, and I'm a little just. I'm just starting to get just depressed, just minute by minute here. Just what? Like, what's, more blue what's the score already? I don't know. I didn't know that it I don't started. Know. I haven't actually looked. I just know it started at eight. I have no idea that it started. Oh, we're already up one nothing. Right. How are you? It's only the oh, first. Bo hit a home run. Oh, I missed Bo's homer. Yeah. God damn. All right, let's fly this. Field let's do let's do six can. of these. What do you think? Okay. Six of them? Sure. I want six good ones though. I'm not gonna all right, all right. you're the this ultimate decider, so I'll have the pitch by pitch going on right now, okay? All right, that's the spirit. The little oh, we're back to the silhouettes on MLB.com. That's great. Yeah, oh yeah. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Would you rather have an unattractive child or have a child a beautiful child with bright blue skin? So they're like a blue, beautiful Smurf or a beautiful avatar character. Sure, I don't care if you're blue, red, pink. You kind of, you're, you're, kinda, you're gonna get made fun of either way. I think. Oh, it straight up says you would be the same shit as a Smurf, and you can't cover it. That's okay. Cool with you being a Smurf. Yeah, I mean, you're blue. I, you're if blue. you're a good-looking Smurf, I think you're gonna make money off of that. But if you're an ugly-ass human being, it's really hard to like make money off all those uh, you have to be talented at something at that point should, yeah those conventions they're gonna yeah. go crazy for you yeah your your halloween is set every year <laughs> you're a smurf every year or you could be an avatar i'm trying to think about what else you're is blue. blue what else is blue? i'm blue Abadina Abadina. you know that's it you're just that <laughs> right uh, yeah i think we've done that be a blue m&m like you could be anything some blue crayon some of these suck oh this is a good one would you rather Listen to only Broadway musical songs or listen to only Christmas music? Broadway musical. I hate yeah. Christmas music. Thank you. Oh, Thank my you. gosh. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure so we are going to disagree on that. Christmas like music station? is good for a week. November 1st, there's a station that decides. It is an appropriate time that we are going to play CHFI? Christmas music. CHFI does it, right? Yeah. yeah. I hate it. It's awful. I hate it. It's awful. Go away. It was in October this year. Like I'm like, what are we doing? There's so many. I can't handle the same eight songs for three months. You know what I do want? I do want a Sweeney Todd breakout Broadway show. Absolutely. Lion King, bring it on. Have you ever seen The Greatest Showman? I want to. I have not yet. Incredible. It's good. I heard that was a pretty good role. I've seen it so many times. The, uh, what do you call it? The soundtrack? That was a Greatest Showman. Elite. Elite. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not even afraid to admit that. 1-1 1-1 game, Nate Lowe. Oh, 2-1, actually. Sorry, Nate Lowe. Homers to center. Yeah, Damn. Shot. Okay. That was fun. Thanks, Tanner Damn. Rourke. Yeah. Well, oh, there goes our Tanner Rourke. So we can actually say We're actually going to redo the bit on Tanner Rourke. <laughs> and he 
He is awful. I'm so worried about tonight. That's what that's this what rotation we'll has a lot of holes. I'm actually really worried for what's gonna <laughs> Tanner um, Warwick is gonna be an abomination to this record, and that's it. What the shit? Oh, that's actually, you know what? This is actually kind of an interesting one. While watching TV, would you rather the audio two seconds earlier than the video or the video two seconds earlier than the oh, audio? TV's off. <laughs> I hate this. So, so we have a sound bar, and when we had it connected to the old TV, it would, di- it would disconnect so often that like there's like always a delay in the audio. And my parents never did anything about it when they were watching, but I had to every time I went in, I had to replug it because it just pissed me the hell off. I think I'd rather the video first and then hear the audio because I just relay that to like you know some some movies and stuff and like you know all the the country muscles and like all those things. I can can watch sports with the delayed audio. That's not a problem. But like anytime someone's talking and their mouth's moving, you're like, what the hell? You know what I don't like too? If in sports, if you hear like the crack of the bat first before anything happens, then you're like, what the shit? I don't want to know. <laughs> He's like, two seconds, the two seconds matter, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. What do we got here? Oh, no, no, no. Not a lot of good ones today, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Raptors are losing too. This is a bad sports. Oh, the Raptors Toronto had a good sports night last night. Yeah, Toronto three for three. Really we didn't really mention that. Oh, right dude, we didn't talk about Gary Trent Jr. How sick was that shot? Do you know what the greatest I, you know thing what? about him is? We're tangent because I, I actually want to yes. talk about this. Okay, so the greatest thing about him, yeah, he, the day that he was traded to the Raptors, yeah, his dad, I don't know how many years earlier, was also traded yeah, from I said, Portland I said this. It was, uh, That's what I mean. Like, I brought that up. <laughs> I brought that up on it's the podcast. It's so incredible. Like, yeah, that unbelievable. is the best. It was 81 games into their career in their third NBA season or something like that, or 41 games. He is like everything that. that Terrence Ross should have been for this team. Man. The three. Was, yeah. D. Dude. Nasty. It's, it's almost like I, I said it jokingly to my buddy last night, and I said, like, I don't even really miss Norm because if this is what Gary Trent is, I don't really miss Norm because he's yeah. good. And like he, my favorite part of this buzzer beater last night, I don't know who it was on defense. I don't care to learn his name because I don't really care. Whoever the hell it was that thought he was defending him and went for the biggest flop of all time after Gary Trent literally just touched his chest and he snaps his head back and falls like eight feet out of the way. You, sir, are the reason that you lost that game. Because all you had to do was play defense and not like like a fucking fool. And you probably would have had a a much more contested shot than Gary Trent got. And instead you decided to flop around like you're playing soccer and got no call and got angry about it. Legitimately went at the refs after the game and was screaming at them because you didn't get the call because you flopped 14 feet. You're like, you don't get a fucking fine after that. And that was a joke. I, I, he wants to call me. You got to sell it to the fullest degree. That's brutal. They weren't even close. Like they were running down the court together. Gary Trent had his hand on him and the guy goes, yeah, Snaps his head. Oh, back the um, in the face. Oh, yeah. What is he? He's number nineteen or something. I'm looking at it now. I don't even know. That was bad. He like yeah, he fell. He threw himself. It's brutal. He jumped like or flew like backwards. They are losing right now. Uh, I think fifty-nine to thirty-one to the Lakers after That's okay. not even the second yet. So yeah, we're already yeah. down six. Plenty of time before half. Yeah, plenty of time. That's that's um, what I was thinking. 
I've been looking Quick. this whole time and it's not working. I know. That's great. Quicking rats to uh, the Baylor Bears. Oh, yes. I don't or know how we made it this far without mentioning that, too. That's so garbage uh, for Gonzaga. I feel really bad. I'm such a Zags fan through and through. It sucks. Like, I love the Zags. I don't know why. I just, like, you know, I knew someone that was there. Yeah. It's like a, it's a Homer cool. thing. I, like, it's a cool yeah. logo and stuff. And, like, they, they go undefeated until the national championship and just get dominated by Baylor, too. It wasn't even a good game. We turned it on for, like, 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, there's way too many other things on right now. Especially when there were so many Toronto games going on. I was like, gone. This, I was like, I'm sorry. This is two days <laughs> after they hit the coolest shot I've ever seen. Oh, Maybe oh second because the other one that uh, Villanova had. But, like, that OT winner – with uh, Jalen Suggs coming up the court and hitting that, like that was unbelievable. Uh, Did you hear what the coach said? In the NCAA. coach afterwards says he does that all the time in practice. Like I was was not even worried. It and was like, like I knew that he was gonna make it. It, it was such a cool game too because UCLA was great and they brought it to overtime and like they hit that shot with three seconds left and you're like, wow, good job. It might go to double overtime. And Jalen Suggs is like, no. Half court, here we go. Bang. And just Nobody like, really guarded them either, though. Like, everybody no, just gave no, him space. Same like as the Villanova can. shot. Like, people just backed off and were like, you know, if, if a shooter's got space, he's going to hit that. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Just while you're looking there. Just I, can, I can have more crazy. fillers. Just really, disappoint, just really disappointing for Gonzaga. I feel yeah. bad. I got another filler if you want. Uh, let's go with this one first, and then we can fill it when I'm still looking next time. Would you rather be credited with the invention of the wheel or be credited with the invention of the internet? Oh, the wheel. The wheel? Dude, everybody uses the wheel. Yeah. Everybody the uses the essential. internet at this point. It's fine. The no. internet runs a lot of things nowadays, man. It is essential for the wheel. I feel like the guy that invented around. the internet is uh, probably made a little bit more money than the guy that invented the wheel. I don't, it's not about the money. I'm about the money. I am I selfish. That's what these questions are. That's what all these questions are. <laughs> it's the same You're answer. Selfish. We're essentially exactly. doing the same question in different ways. There's show. a reason why you wear blue, I wear red. You know, we don't match. It's just, you're just opposites. <laughs> all right. Here's one that we both have to be selfish about. Would you rather have an incredibly nice car or own a personal helicopter? Personal helicopter. Yep. I would fly that thing everywhere. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Be flying into work, landing on the roof. Why not? I would go fly into the old golf course I worked at because, like, why not? Because you could. (laughs) Just be like, yeah, I'm one of those guys. I flew in. Yeah. Uh, I think this can be our last one. I think we've done enough here. Um, If you had a mutation of your choice, would you rather have an extra limb or an extra eyeball? Do I get one on each side, or it's literally just, just one? Just one. You oh, yeah, third, just have one like, kind limb. of in the middle of it. You get a third limb. Let's just say, Is oh, it, it can be wherever you want. Oh. So the extra eye could also be wherever you want. I'm putting the extra eye here if I get it. But I think personally, if I'm doing this, I probably want the extra limb. You're getting the extra limb. And I feel like I'd be more useful with an extra limb. I think I now I can't say where I want it because I need to strategize where it's going to be most useful. I haven't looked into that, but would you put it I in the center? The Unless it was no, because what are you going to grab? I guess I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I could do with the extra. Like, what do I need most of? Maybe I'd put it if it's in the center. It's going to be bent like this. You know, I can like hold things and like if I, like I'm using my phone or something, I could still do. I could be elbow too. Is it just to the shoulder? How far up does it go? I, you get the whole All limb. <clears throat> the whole limb. So I think you get a full arm coming out of your chest. 
Is it a right hand or left hand? That kind of changes things. Too. I don't know. Can it be like a like a dual hand? And you got thumbs coming out both sides. That'd be kind of cool. I, I would take it in the middle. Then, I guess. It doesn't really say. It doesn't. We don't have really limitations on what our extra limb looks like. Take the hand. Yeah. Uh, final question. Unless the leg helps me run faster. I don't know if, if I get uh, an extra leg to help me run faster. Then. That's true. That would help. I don't know if you've uh, ever been asked this before. It's a it's a rare question around these parts. Has to do with baseball because opening weekend just happened and it's pretty. We actually never talk baseball. No, not often. But um, this question is baseball centric, and I just want to know: Would you rather play for the Red Sox or for the Yankees? So after this series, I was really like watching the Yankees, and I just you know watching the team, and I was looking at those pinstripes, and I was looking at that 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 Garrett Cole and that. DJ LeMayhew, that Aaron great Judge. Lineup. Incredible lineup. Stanton, and I just yeah. thought, I want to burn this shit to the ground. Yep. <laughs> I don't want it at all. You know, see, now, I was watching this incredible lineup, and they're just they're such a good team. And I was also watching the Red Sox get swept by the Orioles and just get embarrassed by arguably the worst team in the MLB. But then I also watched the Yankees game and I watched some jackass up the first baseline try and rip a ball out of the uh, out of Aaron Judge's glove, and I decided there's no way in hell I'd ever want to play for the goddamn Yankees. Give me the Red Sox, even if we lost 162 games in the year. Fuck that. Fuck the New York fans, man. They're trash. Trash. I'd rather be a Red Sox yeah. than the Yankees. Yep. Thank you for listening once again. We appreciate it. We'll catch you sometime later this week. Uh, as always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the BNB pod underscore and on TikTok at the BNB podcast. Feel free to argue with me. It's fun. Uh, comment, like, yeah, subscribe. like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff down below. Um, more content and merch. You can check out the asports.com. All of this will be linked in the description below. Uh, we will catch you later this week. Have yourself a good one.